Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Combine is in, okay, it's not in full swing. It's starting to be in full swing as we get you ready for the, the Combine the Browns having a pick in the 50s there. There's no better guest to bring on and talk about the Browns, the Combine, and guys that could be the next man up in Berea. And to do so, we're going to head to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We welcome on Daniel Jeremiah of the NFL Network, lead draft analyst, and uh, you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram, at Move the Sticks, NFL Network providing live coverage of the 2024 NFL Scouting Combine Thursday through Sunday. Coverage starts Starts at 3 p.m. Eastern on Thursday and Friday, 1 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday. Daniel, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be with you. So we have not played the audio yet, but I got to tell you, your story about Ozzie Newsome on the, the Kevin Clark podcast about uh, finding out who the real leader is in that Michigan draft was one of the funniest <laughs> and also coolest stories you've shared. So just continue killing that. Well, I, oh, look, I... Uh... I was uh, only around Ozzy for four years, but definitely packed a lot of learning into that time because uh, you don't have the success he's had in literally everything he's ever done uh, without having wisdom. So hopefully able to take some of those stories and learn some, something from him over those years. Well, it's been funny. We've had this kind of ongoing conversation about the Browns and how in the last four years the some of the narratives have changed and they've kind of changed the image, being able to go to the playoffs twice, get a playoff win, you know, the, the the floor has been like seven wins, which previously had been the, the ceiling for other teams. I'm just curious, how much have the last four years changed the way you think about the Browns organization and kind of the trajectory of that organization? Well, there just seems to be stability, you know. Like, that's something that's been lacking and missing there for a couple decades. So, um, it's just, it's so much easier in this league when you have a, a stable foundation and you can start stacking and building, you know, when you're constantly, you know, building and then tearing down and then rebuilding and then tearing down. It's just, you can't get any momentum. And it feels like they're, they're kind of on solid footing right now. Um, I love, you know, what they did bringing Jim Schwartz in. And I, I think that kind of stabilized that side of the ball. Stefanski is just a steady hand at the helm. Um, so, you know, I think they've, they've done a nice job. Andrew Barry's done a nice job as well. I'm I'm asking this in a place of, of like good mental sound clarity asking this because I think Andrew Barry is coming off one of his better drafts that he had. Find a guy like Dewan Jones in the fourth round who immediately steps in as and is a player. But it's been funny to watch the four Andrew Barry drafts. You know, they have been they have been really great at drafting corners. They've struggled a bit at finding difference makers on the defensive line and wide receiver. 
How do you, as an organization, when you're, when you're, you know, okay, we're really good over here, but man, we've had some misses in this category. How do you, what changes do you make to kind of maybe get better at some of your blind spots in the drafting or, or maybe not blind spots, but a place where you've struggled to identify the right players and difference makers in the draft? Yeah, I think sometimes um, there's there's little things you can do, exercises you can do um, that that can help you with this. Because every every team does, every team has their areas uh, where they struggle to evaluate. And I think one of the things you can do, as I know they did this in Baltimore, was uh, you kind of go through the word banks on players, and you can sort you can sort like say the the receivers that you were too high on. Um, and then you you can run these programs. And it'll pull out all the common words that you had in, in all the scouts reports uh, on those players. And you'll start realizing, okay, well, you know what? We gave this guy a pass for being a little bit stiff. And it seems like every time we try and take a stiff, fast guy, it screws us, you know, and it doesn't hit. Or, you know, there's, there, you know, we gave, we didn't give enough credence to this player having polish. And this polished player, even though he didn't maybe test as well, but this polished player has transitioned really well to the NFL. So you kind of you're constantly self-evaluating, and guys you got right and guys you got wrong. Um, and then the other thing you can do is you'll you'll look at teams that have scouted that those positions well, and and look through uh, their history and what those guys have in common for the guys they've picked, where they came from, how they were coached, um, you know their 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 uh, you know mental stamina, everything. You can you can look at all that stuff. Um, and, and try and figure out how you can course correct because just because you've struggled in the past doesn't mean you can't figure it out and uh, and get it right moving forward. Daniel Jeremiah of the NFL Network on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. So moving to the Browns moving forward, what do you see as their biggest need in the area of concern heading into this combine? Well, I mean, to me, you look at, you know, defensively, they're in such a good spot, but I still would love to have another edge rusher. Um, that would be in the mix for me. Um, you know, still, I think you talked about the wide receiver position, continuing to look and address that. Now, this is a, you know, a third down offense that needs to get better. So, you know, find just another playmaker you can throw in the mix. The running back positions, uh, you know, um, obviously just kind of a little bit in flux right now, but there's, there's able-bodied guys there, but those would be, uh, you know, I think edge rusher and receiver would be two that I would be peeking at defensive tackle, uh, would be up there probably as uh, as a discussion as well. So it's funny. You mentioned wide receivers. We've had, uh, kind of this ongoing debate in town about Amari Cooper and, you know, there's a likelihood that they could extend him this off season. Um, but, Really, the debate centers around whether he is your number one wide receiver or whether he's a true number one wide receiver, meaning do the Browns need to get a true number one wide receiver and kind of move Amari? I know it's a reductive way of thinking of it to your number two receiver. So I'm just curious, do yeah. you see Amari as a true number one wide receiver? It's funny you say that because I've always I've made this comment about there's some guys in the league that are 1.5s. Like he's not quite a true one, but he's better than your twos. Um, so he's like a one and a half. Like I would, I would much rather have him paired up with a, with a true one. And then he would play up a great example of that. Like T Higgins, I thought for a long time was like a 1.5. Um, you know, he's developed into being a good 1.5 receiver with he, you know, you put a 1.5 next to a one in Jamar chase. Holy cow. Like that's uh that looks different now. Um, that changes your offense, changes the dynamic. So um, that to me is, uh, you know, that's how I would describe Amari. I think he's, 
you know, he's a really solid player, a really good player, and we've seen him have monster games. But I don't know that that's the consistent fear that gets uh, put in the hearts of the teams you're playing uh, each and every week like a true number one would. So I think that leads me to the question, you know, what does a true number one look like? Is it an asset? Is it like, is there a specific skill? What does that look like? I define it this way. I just think when, when it's third down and when you're in the red zone and when everybody in the stadium knows where the football's going and they can't stop you, that means you have a number one receiver. That's how I've defined it. Everybody has their different definition. But I think, you know, third down, you're third down in the middle of the field, you're down the red zone, everybody on defense, everybody on offense, everybody in the stadium knows where you're going to go with it, and you can't do a darn thing about it. That, to me, is uh, that's a a one. Daniel Jeremiah, the NFL Network on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. You did mention uh, edge rusher. You mentioned that defensive line. And it's been interesting to look at the road splits from last year. And this team was definitively locked down airtight, unbeatable almost at home last year. And then they went on the road, as we saw in the Houston game, and man, they could really get skunked. And I'm just, I'm, we're, we're, we're looking for any working theory here on what goes into maybe a defense that is beyond elite at home and then goes out on the road and is susceptible to getting 30, 35 points, 400, 500 yards put up on it. Well, I mean, I, I don't have an answer for you on that one. That's a tricky one. I, I would say, you know, sometimes just from a pass rush standpoint, it's easier to rush at home than it is on the road, um, just with noise and things. But, um, you know, I think that front can take a lot of pressure off the back end. And when they aren't able to get home, then I think you get exposed a little bit. So, um, you know, I, again, there's no, there's, no, there's no true reason for it. Um, but, you know, I do think that that is a defense with Jim Schwartz that is uh, – that jet front, that attacking front that they run, um, that defense needs that front to get home. Daniel, looking to the Nick Chubb situation here, uh, so much of this conversation about the Browns, and I do want to get into more guys in the combine, by the way. I'm not just going to hammer you about all the stuff we talk about every day, but the you know this conversation about building the offense, building more of a spread-based offense around Deshaun. And we know that We know that Deshaun, in more of the Kevin Stefanski offense, has struggled under center and has not looked elite. And now the question becomes, can Nick Chubb excel in more of a spread-out offense like Deshaun uh, succeeded in to the ridiculous degree in Houston? Is that, you think Nick Chubb can still be Nick Chubb in a different offense? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think he could, provided he's healthy, you know, uh, and how he comes back from this thing. But, uh, you know, look, it... He's, he's probably 
ideally suited uh, under center downhill run game. But, uh, you know, I look, I, I said I wouldn't limit him to that. At Georgia, you saw him do a lot of that stuff. Um, so to me, I think he'd, I think he'd be fine there. It may not be his perfect or perfect fit or his choice or his preference, but I think provided he's healthy, I, I would personally, I, I'd worry a lot more about making my quarterback comfortable than my running back, uh, when it's all said and done and they've got to get him, uh, they've got to get him out there and get Deshaun rolling. So, uh, I would like to see him do that. DJ, one of the stories, uh, that incurred a lot of rabble-rousing was Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, skipping the combine, skipping the pre-combine kind of workouts to get you good at those tests that they, they kind of put out there at the combine. Is this a big deal, little deal, or no deal at all? Well, I think it's a card that he's playing, and I think people are, uh, you know, have opinions on it. I, I just, everybody's like, oh, this is going to be copycat going in the future. Everybody's going to do this. Like, nah, he's, he's one of the few guys who has the card to play. Um, you know, in terms of, the, the production, the pedigree, you know, the, how long he's been on the scene. The guy went through the pro day at Ohio State last year running routes with CJ. So we've already really seen him kind of have a pro day. Um, you know, I just I, – there's going to be guys – there's going to be a select few guys that are going to make this decision every year going forward at different positions that have kind of somewhat earned the right, I guess you could say, um, based off their accomplishments and, and the time the time that we've uh, we've had to see them in uh, – and look, all more power to him. You don't want to do that. He has he's well within his right. It's not going to impact him at all. Um, but I don't think it, you know some people are overreacting, thinking this is going to become the norm. I, I don't really see that. DJ, uh, the other big story, obviously, teams atop the draft needing a quarterback. The big name this year: Caleb Williams, Drake May, JJ McCarthy, Jaden Daniels. And I, for the first time in a really long time, I'm not really in love with the quarterback class. I'm a little concerned about each one of these guys. Do you think this is a good year to need a quarterback and have a top three pick with a chance to draft one of the, the best quarterbacks in this draft? I, you know, I do. I think there's, there's no such thing as a perfect prospect. I mean, there's going to be holes in these guys each and every year. I have find it. I, I do find it funny though, because now that, that Cleveland has, you know, even though Deshaun hadn't played as well as you'd hope they have their starter, this is a truism that I've learned in scouting over the years and talking to teams. It's amazing how, how um, the teams that have the quarterbacks are way more picky and are, are more um, critical than the teams that don't have quarterbacks who, who turn, tend to be a lot more forgiving and offer a lot of grace and forgive a lot of sins. When you don't have one of these guys, you see, you'll, you'll see the best in them. When you do have one, you can be a little more open and honest and say, hey, this is a little legit, legitimate concern with these guys, right? I'm, I'm not crazy. But uh, it does color – it colors your thinking for sure. Daniel, is Caleb Williams QB1 because we decided it two years ago? Or is, is it when all is said and done, is he still going to be the deserving QB1, the first guy off the board? I think he will be. I'll be surprised if he's not. I mean, look, it, stuff happens every year in the draft you don't see coming. I mean, talking right there in Cleveland, I didn't think in a million years that Baker Mayfield would have been the first pick in that draft. So um, always prepared to be surprised, but I, I would say he's the heavy favorite. And I do think, in my opinion, I think he did earn it. I, you know, I know, um, you know Jaden Daniels played better on tape this year than Caleb Williams did, but they were totally different situations. And I, and I always tell people, uh, through this process, you know, hey, uh, Jaden Daniels with a good offensive line and two first-round receivers, 
He put up a monster year, and Caleb Williams didn't have that. But if you close your eyes and use your imagination and imagine him with just a solid offensive line, a a non-sucky offensive line, and let's give him one first-round receiver instead of two, what could that look like? Well, all you have to do is go back and watch last year. That's what he had, and he was the Heisman Trophy winner, and he was the one that had all the stats and the numbers and had USC with no defense one win away from being in the college football playoff. So um, now I, I, I'm, I'm a believer in his ability. I thought he pressed a little bit in the second half of this season. Um, when you're playing with the 121st-ranked scoring defense in the country, that tends to happen. So from the potential Bears quarterback of the future to the potential Bears quarterback of the past, I got one more for you. Do you think Justin Fields can still be a, and become a franchise quarterback? I think he's got to do it in his way. You know, I think, uh, you know, running is going to have to be a big part of that. Um, I don't think, you know, I think the hope was, okay, maybe he can kind of grow into, uh, you know, being a, you know, a Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes type who just keeps getting better and better and then can really just slice you up from the pocket. I don't, I don't know that he's going to be that guy. Um, but I think if you're using his legs a lot, I think of the formula, for the, for the early Seahawks teams with Russell Wilson, how they won the Super Bowl and got to another Super Bowl, I think Justin can do that. You know, I think if you ask him to do that with a really good defense and a run game, um, he can kind of manage things and get you to that point. But I don't really see him you know, vaulting into that next tier to be like an A-tier quarterback. I had a half more question. Is there a perfect scenario on the board for him this offseason if it isn't Chicago? Oh, it's New England for me. I think he fits defensive head coach, good defense. You want to run the ball. Um, you could trade the 34th pick for New England. Uh, you know, if you're Chicago, you pick up the 34th pick, and then uh, and then New England could trade the third pick, having their quarterback in place uh, for one of those teams coming up for quarterback, and use all those resources and new assets to help out Justin. I think that that to me, on the surface, just looking at it, makes the most sense. Daniel, phenomenal stuff, man. Always love hearing your perspective on stuff. Love hearing your stories from your time uh, in the NFL. You you kill it as always. Can't wait to watch you kill it during the the draft process here. Uh, Big fan over here. Appreciate your time, bud. Always enjoy our visits. Uh, Hopefully you have a a wonderful week. Good luck to to the Guardians. And uh... Uh, we'll see if the Padres can find some starting pitching. You know, we all got things we got to work on. I think I think the Padres hand cards could use some good luck this year, but I already have a bet on it on this show. So now, now my now my wallet is on the line on this one. So the Guardians <laughs> better be good this year. Be good, bud. There you go. I love it. See you, buddy. Daniel Jeremiah on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. You got to check out the story on Ozzie Newsom figuring out the leader uh, of a loaded draft class uh, when he was the, the Ravens GM, when DJ worked there. I, I retweeted it. At Nick Wilson says, very, very funny story on Ozzie Newsom. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.